0: This is Baldy's Breakdowns, the podcast with NFL insiders Brian Baldinger and Jason LaCanfora, and Odyssey Sports Original.
1: Welcome to the latest edition of Baldi's Breakdowns. We come to you as always courtesy of our friends at Odyssey and we thank you for checking us out on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your weekly podcast, and we thank you for subscribing, for listening, and as always, we solicit your feedback. I am Jason Lockenfora at Jason Lockenfora on Twitter, joined as always by my buddy Brian Baldinger at Baldy NFL on Twitter, and we come to you as camps are kicking off around the league and mass. The Cowboys and Steelers all ready to work, as we told you last week, and. What better time to take a a fine point and look at the NFC North with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, Baldy finally resolving their five months of offseason grievances, finding a way to come together for the last dance uh, one more year. Of A Rod with the Packers. Our long national nightmare is over, at least yeah. for a few months. And Baldy uh Cheesehead Nation's gotta feel a whole hell of a lot better about their ball club right now than they did, oh say, this time last week.
0: Well, I think uh, you know, the bird has is touched down in Green Bay, title Town USA. <laughs> uh, I saw Aaron Rodgers in a man bun and flip-flops, oh, yeah. you know, heading into uh the facility. So Yeah, not only is it good for Green Bay, Jason, I mean, it's just good for the league. Yeah. Uh, It's good for ratings. It's good for the league. I mean, we're we're a league that's built upon stars, and Aaron Rodgers is amongst the top three stars in this league, and uh, we're a quarterback-driven league, and when he's on the field, he makes the product better, and, you know, they have won 26 games uh, in Green Bay uh, over the last two seasons in the regular season. They've been to two straight Championship games, he has owned the NFC North. Outside of yes. one Minnesota Viking win over the last two years, the Packers has dominated the division. And with Aaron Rodgers returning, they're the heavy favorites to return again. And I think Matt LaFleur, you know, deserves some praise in all this. It is not just Aaron Rodgers. I think Matt LaFleur and what he has done with his tight end based offense, the Advent of the running game, the emphasis on the run game has done a good job of protecting Aaron. And when he's protected, he's as good as there is in his business. And so it's a good day. It's a good day for the league today, Jason.
1: Yeah, Well, it's a bad day for the rest of the NFC North, Baldy. It's it's a, it's a good day. It's a good day for Green Bay. It's a good day for the league office. It's a good day for our other employers like the NFL Network and CBS. Um, anybody involved in broadcasting the, these games, and it's it's funny. I'm I'm working on a column um, this morning before we 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 uh, yeah. hopped on here, and it, it for Aaron Rodgers is a guy who pretends that like he doesn't really want anybody talking about him, right? And he doesn't. <laughs> he wants to be like really private yeah. and just live his little life in Hawaii. You know what I mean, yeah. with the volcanoes and the waves and his just blocks. invisible, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. But but yet he has a way of sort of passively aggressively. Um, being the hot story more often than not. Baldy, we are about to go from the last dance to the decision, you know, like back to back. Like he he, he sent out the tweet with Devontae Adams. It's clear, you know, the restructured the contract in a way that it makes it this last hurrah. And then he's going to launch from MJ to LeBron And we're going to be sitting here in January and his people are going to have the right to negotiate with other teams because I'm sure the Packers will grant it to facilitate a trade. Because if Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers, you're going to want him for more than just one year for cap and competitive purposes. And we literally are going to have like two of the greatest NBA reality show type scenarios going back to back, but centered around the same individual.
0: I, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll 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 get we'll find out what happens when we get there. But yes, it does look like that's the direction this is all going, and so which is another great feather in the cap of the NFL because that will drive the interest throughout the league. There'll be just the way it happened when Peyton Manning became a free agent, yep. just the way it happened when Tom Brady became a free agent, uh, and all the teams that would be bidding in all of our speculation about where they would go and where they would end up. It's interesting. In Peyton Manning's case, he ended up in Denver won a Super Bowl. Tom Brady ended up in Tampa and he won a Super Bowl. And wherever Aaron Rodgers ends up, they may be the favorites to go win a Super Bowl. But uh, you are going to get these guys, and you know, can they continue to perform later in their careers? That's really what has changed in my mind is that these guys can play well beyond the extended years of what, say, a Troy Aikman played or Steve Young played or Joe, Mon- Joe Montana played. I mean, these guys can play to the 40 and, you know, and play at a high level. And so that's really what has changed. And what some of these general managers and front office people have to realize is that these guys are not going to walk away from the game because they're 37 years old if they're still playing at MVP-type levels.
1: And and the bar of competition has been raised so much by Tom Brady, right? You're you're chasing, um, you're not you're not a ring or two away. You're a hand away from catching yeah. Brady, and they all want to get as close as they can, um, while there's still time to do it. Uh, I think Baldy, it's it's probably difficult to quantify numerically what Aaron Rodgers does for the Green Bay Packers. To me, though. I mean, you think about war, right? The concept of war wins above replacement. And who are the most efficient players in the league and which players um, their singular sort of production most dictates the way the team goes. I think that if they're playing Jordan Love over the span of 17 games, I think they're lucky to win five of them, Baldy. If Aaron Rodgers is healthy, I think they're winning at least 10 and, and maybe quite more than that. I, I, I really... Do believe he he's that important, that significant?
0: I think so. I, I think so. I mean, he's just there's just a couple of guys, and to me, the the tag of franchise quarterback is overused. There's only a couple guys, um, you know, Brady, Rogers, you know, Mahomes. There's only a couple that literally elevate everybody else around him, including front office personnel, people, yes, secretaries. Um, backup offense linemen playing, they just make everybody better. You know, you could have a receiving core that, you know, might include Alan Lazard, might include a Marcus Valdez Scantling, um, and all of a sudden they look like, you know, bona fide NFL players. You can see the development of a guy like Robert Tanyan, you know, from a, uh, you know, from a basically a free agent player to a guy that's a Pro Bowl player. And there's just not many guys that can elevate those type of players around him. But he can do that because of his, you know, what he sees is his poise, the arm, the talent, and uh, just and just his level of experience. And so, yeah, I mean, we're just talking about a, a special, special player that will be, you know, when you talk about the 102-year the history of the NFL, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to be in that conversation.
1: Baldy, where are we with the defense? They've moved on from Mike Patton, some would say, later than um, expected. Uh, Zadarius Smith, not super happy with his contract right now and a lot of rumblings about him. When they spend the kind of money that they spent on one side of the ball a couple years ago, the reality is you're buying yourself a two- to three-year window with those players and then – the cap, you know, that either the cap ramifications or now they're three years older. You know, that that's not forever when you splurge like they did. And they've got another wave coming up that's going to have to be paid from within the Darnell Savages, et cetera. So so I, I I do wonder about that defense. It has been very spotty the last few years with high highs uh, occasionally and and too many low lows. And then also your specialty, the offensive line where they've suffered some injuries, they've suffered a few defections maybe a little bit longer in the tooth than in some spots than ideal. But where are you on, on those units?
0: Well, I mean, look, the quarterback is going to take a big chunk of the change. The cap will go up next year. But they spent, you know, basically on defense for two years in a row between yeah, yeah. Preston and Zedaria Smith and a bunch of free agents, linebackers that they brought in. Their draft picks were on defense specifically. I mean, just throughout, you know, whether it was Rashawn Gary or, you know, uh, Jair Alexander. I mean, it was, I mean, it's been defense is where they have been loading up and Mike Patton, um, you know, was the guy that played uh, a great deal of dime defense more than anybody else in the league. They played one linebacker. Um, you know, you could run against him. We saw that, you know, championship game against the 49ers. They weren't very good against it. Uh, you know, we saw Tampa Bay, <laughs> you know, fire up a missile with, uh, you know, I don't know, 20 seconds left in a half and ended up over the heads of everybody in the defensive secondary for a touchdown and, you know, it kind of blew the game open in the championship game. So, you know, look, you have to anticipate that when this team gets to the postseason, where's the defense going to be? Can they make a stop when they need to make a stop, like before the end of the half? And they've they've had trouble. And so you make a change. And, you know, they got to become a little bit more sound in everything that they do. And we'll see if that can do it. I thought, I, I thought I liked Mike Petton, but maybe he took too many chances. Yeah, you know, maybe he just gambled too much. Um, and so we'll, we'll see where they are um, this coming season uh, when they get that opportunity. But at the same time, look when you're when you're fourth down in a championship game, um, you put the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands. You just do. You, yeah. you you put it when you have Devontae Adams. You just let those two, you know, go play. Uh, two-man football and figure it out and go go for the touchdown. You don't kick a field goal before the end of the half. They they lost that championship game before the end of the first half. Um, you know, on both sides of the ball, offense and defense.
1: Baldy, can the Minnesota Vikings make this a race in the division? I think,
0: I think they can tighten it up. I, I think what they've done, because I think, you know, look, they beat the Packers a year ago. With a horrendous defense, I think the defense has a chance to be largely improved. Um, because I think the offense is going to be just fine. Yeah, uh, They've addressed the offensive line. We saw what Justin Jefferson did last year. Uh, Dalvin is the real deal. I mean, they're going to be good offensively. Um, defensively, it was the worst defense Mike Zimmer ever had. But everybody got hurt or opted out. Um, you know, they didn't get anything out of Daniil Hunter. They didn't get anything out of Michael Pierce. And so I think they have a chance to be, you know, probably somewhere in the top 10 defensively. If that's the case, they're going to have a chance to challenge Green Bay.
1: The interesting thing about Kirk Cousins is um, I, no postseason success. I, I get all that. And some people might say he's a compiler, uh, maybe more than a winner. But whenever he's kind of been put in a corner a little bit, Baldy. It's brought out the best in him, right? Like, he's the afterthought to RG3. He gets a chance to play. He runs with it. Then they're kind of ready to run him out of town. He has the, you like that game. He ends up getting franchised once. Oh, he made a mistake. He should have taken what was on the table. Gets franchised twice. Gets a record-setting three-year deal with the Vikings. He looks like he's starting to fall out of favor a little bit there. You know, they extended him for cap purposes a year ago, but then they draft his replacement. I kind of feel like... His death grip on that starting job might might end up looking um, uh, like it's got that spider tech that they use in baseball for the pitches on it by the time we get to the end of the season. I, I don't think Kellen Mond is, is as breathing down his neck as, as some no, might suggest because I, I think that, as to your point, I think they're going to be pretty effective on offense.
0: Well, I think this might, I mean, if you, even those Washington teams and You know, the the Minnesota team that went to New Orleans and beat Drew Brees and the Saints two years ago and and all that stuff. I mean, I I think this might be the most complete team he's been on. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He can't elevate people around him, but he can do his job. I mean, when this offense, you know, is humming, it is effective. I mean, we all seen, you know, the zone reads and the play action passes and all of that. Um, We saw the breakout of Justin Jefferson a year ago. Uh, he's a phenomenal player. So, I mean, I, I think overall, this is the most complete team that he's been on. I think he'll play his role really well. I, I expect the Vikings to be in double digit wins this year. I don't know if that's enough to overtake the Green Bay Packers, but they look like on paper right now, July 27th, Jason, they look like a playoff team to me.
1: I am with you. Um, I, I think they are the one team in that division that's balanced enough to at least, g- you know, give give the Packers a bit of a fight. Uh, after that, Baldy, I I I don't know. Um, who <laughs> you, should we go to the Bears next or? Um, well, you know, look
0: the the obvious question with the Bears to me is the quarterback situation. I, like, I just don't believe Matt Nagy when he tells me Andy Dalton's his starter, don't ask any questions. Like, because there's going to be such a difference in talent. Oh, yeah. When Justin Fields takes the field versus Andy Dalton. There's just visually – and you're going to see arm strength, athletic ability. You'll probably see – I remember – just to get off tangent for a second. I I remember Mike Tice when he was the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. And I – I was doing a Minnesota Viking preseason games then. And he was just telling me about Randy Moss. And he's like, You see Randy Moss on Sundays. We see him every day during the week. And when he wants to come out and dominate practice, he does things that nobody else has ever done. And in some ways, you're going to see that from Justin Fields, regardless of how much of an opportunity they give him, whether it's, you know, whether it's just scout teamwork or limited number one reps. I just think you're going to see this talent of Justin Fields that has been dominant in the high school, dominant at Ohio state that, and I had him as the clear number two quarterback in this draft. And so that's the question is how, like how long are you going to wait before you get this guy on the field? Because Chicago is dying to see him. And I know you can't just listen to the fans and, what the media says and all this, but you can listen to Cleo Mack and you can listen to Eddie Jackson and Roquan Smith. They're going to give you a pretty good idea of what Justin yeah. Fields looks like when the microphone is stuck inside their face there. And they're asking him for a reaction of what he looks like.
1: Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm with you there on, on the other side of the ball, Baldy. Um, I, I, it's a good unit. At at times it it looks ferocious, but when I think about the evolution of that defense the last three, four years, um, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like they can still hit some of those same high notes when everything comes together, but I don't think they sustain things week in, week out like they did, say, Khalil. Well, Max's I mean, with Vic Fangio. Yes. You know, Vic I don't fans, feel like we, they've been the same since Vic went to Denver.
0: Well, I mean, you know, when Vic, in his last year, three years ago, uh, you know, they led the league in takeaways. And so they were just feeding, you know, Mitch Trubisky and a you know, weak offense, you know, at-bats. And I think they scored seven defensive touchdowns that year. And so they, they have – now they've had injuries, a ton of injuries since then. But I think if – They stay reasonably healthy, and you get Eddie Goldman back. um, I think they can still be a dominant defensive front. Uh, The linebackers can be really, really solid. Um, You know, and then you just see, okay, can Eddie Jackson return to form, and can Jalen Johnson step in and become, you know, know, take another step from what we saw a year ago? And, you know, does Des Trufant have, you know, what's he got left? It doesn't look great on the back end, but if the front is dominant – Maybe they don't have to be. Maybe they can cover up some of that right now. Well, Baldy, they're starting over in
1: Detroit. Again. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I I do feel like, though, um, with new ownership there as well, as we continue to see different people kind of um, from the Ford family run that thing. I, I do feel like, Maybe they know who they are. You know what I mean? Like maybe they do realize how bad it's been, um, how bleak the immediate future is. And, and that the Stafford trade was sort of an, an implicit acknowledgement of that. Um, the two individuals they hired, well, actually three if you include Spiel right, Spielman, yeah, uh Campbell, Campbell uh the GM, none of them ever done it before. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess Campbell on an interim basis, but it, so they they skewed young, they skewed inexperienced. They gave guys long term contracts, um, and, and they seem to understand that they are undertaking a process that, unfortunately for Lions fans, is is still going to take years before it it bears much fruit. Um, but this, I guess that's a start, yeah, right? Goes, like I
0: mean, I, mean it's a re- it's a reset, a complete reset again, and the schedule doesn't do them any favors, Jason. I mean, they start with San Francisco. They hit Green Bay on a Monday night uh, with Aaron Rodgers. You know, they, they play the Ravens. They go to the Bears and the Vikings. I mean, it's it's a tough start. And they don't have a lot of firepower in offense. Uh, they have to win a certain way. They better be able to run the ball. They've, they feel like they've upgraded the offense line. Um, we got to see if DeAndre Swift can finally be a guy that can get you a 1,000 and, you know, and more you know, and they probably have a pretty good tight end and TJ Hawkinson. So I think they'll be able to run the ball. That's what Dan wants to do. Wants to punch you in the mouth, all that stuff. Um, they're a little limited on the outside of what they can do. Um, there's not a lot of big playmakers out there. So they've got to play a certain style of football. and They're going up against a brutal schedule, maybe as tough as there is in this business, you know, in the first month of the season. So, um, I don't have high expectations, but, you know, if Dan Campbell is the fiery leader that they think they have, I don't know how um, how much that helps an NFL player or a team. Maybe initially uh, they rallied behind it, but uh, those guys typically uh, you better figure out a way to get the guys prepared more than just, you know, running through a tunnel. Yeah,
1: I, I... – Tend to think that we're going to look back on the Matt Stafford Jared Goff trade Baldy as a salary dump of sorts, as a we took on uh, kind of what we see a lot of times in the NBA, right? We, I mean, do are they doing it because golf might be the answer? I mean, sure, they're taking a swing. They've got people in their front office who were with the Rams. Um, but I think really what they're doing is they took on a bad contract to exert maximum return in terms of draft picks. Um, I don't think Jared Goff is their starter week one next year. Maybe I'm wrong, um, but I, I, I think this is going to be um, a very different set of circumstances for Jared Goff from a personal standpoint, from a scheme, scheme standpoint, um, from from just an overall coaching well, style and, standpoint know. that he's used to.
0: He's obviously a lot more experienced, but I mean, this might go back to Jeff Fisher days, you know, uh, with him in the Rams and how bad that was. Yep. The first season, you know, and then, you know, with what Sean McVay brought, I mean, there was, there was life and success and it was fun, and his offense protected him a great deal, and uh, the town around him was supreme. Um, you know, that's this a long, long ways away from. Uh, those years um, with Sean McVay.
1: Yeah, I have a hard time thinking that this isn't going to be a team that that is all in with their draft capital, et cetera, to be on the board, position wherever they need to be to get a franchise quarterback next year. You know, I mean, t- to me, it just reminds me of where the Dolphins were two years ago, where you kind of knew one way or the other, they're getting a quarterback somewhere in the top five in that particular draft, I, I just think that that just is where the Lions are going to find themselves.
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, they, yeah, look, I, I agree, but it's going to be a tough, it's going to be tough to evaluate because, because, I mean, they're just limited, you know, on the outside with the players that they have. And, you know, they are all retreads, whether it's Terrell Williams or, you know, Brashad Perriman and. I mean, all the guys that they had, Khalif Raymond, I mean, the guys that they have are all retreads a number of times over. And so that's just, uh, I mean, that's, it's not going to do Jared Goff any favors, but you're right. This is probably a one-year rental and tryout. And, you know, they could be, you know, right in the market in, um, you know, next May to, uh, to go find their quarterback of the future.
1: Baldy, any other thoughts on the uh, on on the NFC North before you and I both hit the road here to to get to uh, to get to some camps?
0: Well, you know, look, I think you know Green Bay is the shining star. I mean, just getting Aaron Rodgers back in there, um, you know, is the third. Can, can they get to another NFC Championship game against whoever, and can they get over the hump and try to put another feather in Aaron Rodgers' and hat, and you know, another another star in Titletown, USA, um, at Lambeau Field? And can they get, you know, a championship game again like they did last year at, uh, you know, at Lambeau Field in front of their fans? And, uh, you know, to me, this is this is their division. And can they turn this into a championship run? Um, because I think, you know, the change of defensive coordinator, I think Amari Rogers is going to surprise a lot of people. I know Aaron Rodgers is out there you know, pulling for Randall Cobb to come in, Um, you know, and maybe they do that to appease him. But if you just drafted Amari Rogers, he looks like that's exactly the position that he's slotted for is that, you know, third receiver, that slot receiver. I kind of like to see what he can do before you go out there and, uh, you know, make the phone call to to Randall Cobb out there on the street right now.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. Um, and this obviously will be one of the stories, one of the narratives of the entire NFL season. Each game he plays, we know he's likely one game closer to his departure. Um, are there any flare-ups between him and Mark Murphy and Goody and the guys during the season? What's leaked? What's not What's leaked? it's It ain't going away, Baldy. It ain't going away.
0: It's not going away. And what's interesting, Jason, obviously we all, I mean, you wrote about it quite a bit this off season. I was, you know, in many conversations and debates about his situation, you know, because of being on the NFL network and that was the driving news. But, you know, one thing I was saying throughout the year, and this isn't from Aaron Rodgers, this is my own take from where I sit, that tension that exists between him and certain people within the organization, I felt like that drove him to the best season that we've seen Aaron yes. Rodgers have. Yes. And does that tension still exist? Because I think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think that tension is a good thing. I think, you know, there was tension with Tom Brady, with Bruce Arians, but more so, let me show New England. Let me show New England what they let go and what I still have left. And these, that you know, when you get to age 37, 38 or Brady at 43 – Like they need something to drive them every day. And so does that tension still exist with Aaron Rodgers uh, and the front office and, and uh, and other individuals. And is it strong enough to just pull the very best out of Aaron Rodgers every day? Because if it's just comfortable, maybe we don't get that. Maybe we don't get that type of performance from him. Yeah,
1: no, it, it will be fascinating. Do they get off to a hot start? Um, uh, yeah, I have a feeling um, Aaron Rodgers' name is going to pop up a time or two <laughs> as we do this uh, for, I don't know, the next whatever, 40 weeks. Um, well, Baldy, I wish you safe travels on yep. uh, your camp tour. Uh, we will find, we'll, you know, we'll continue to do this. We'll find our um, our points on our schedule. We can continue to get together every week and uh, talk about what well, is going on through these preseasons.
0: You know, I, I I'm one uh and I know you are too, Jason. I'm one. I'd love to go to camps. I love to eyeball, yep. yep, um, you know, new players, new players in new places. Um I remember even last year going to my first giant practice with Joe Judge, and more than watching it, it wow. was good to listen to it. Just to, to hear Joe Judge and his voice in you know, to watch Patrick Graham work and, you know, we saw that side of the ball really improve for the Giants. I'm yes. anxious to go see Urban Meyer on Saturday and his, you know, just how he c- commands a practice, um, what he demands from his coaches. But so I, I think we're going to come back in our next visit here on Baldy's Breakdowns, the podcast, with really, you know, some good insight. To yes. What's going on in a lot of places around the league and what we see and almost more importantly, what we hear.
1: No doubt about it, Baldy. Um, we will do that again next week. We thank all of you for listening as always this week. Please, again, subscribe, rate, review on the Odyssey app, on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, thanks to our friends at Odyssey, and we will talk to you guys
0: from the road next week.